Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast alongside Dan Petru. My name is Noel Fogelman. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we get into the show, this is something we never do, Dan, and we probably should do it more often. Uh, the show still found on iTunes. If you search Isles Buzz, it'll bring you to Lighthouse Hockey, and you can find our show. You can find Dan Saracini's great show with Michael Leboff's Islanders Anxiety. Uh, show still on Spotify. Search the same way, Lighthouse Hockey. And it's still it's on Stitcher now, also. It's not on SoundCloud anymore, so we get rid of all that paperwork. Uh, please rate and review the show. We've gotten some good reviews. We've gotten some bad reviews, but Let's just keep getting reviews, right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All all reviews are good reviews, I think. I guess, um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, just really for review. It's okay. We can we can handle criticism. Um, I do think we we feel the the sound quality's gotten significantly better, so I don't think that's an excuse for us sucking anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it, absolutely, absolutely. We, we we put away the tin cans on the string. 
and you know, we invested now a little bit. <laughs> on, a little bit. Yeah, yes. we, yeah. The, the wireless tin cans now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, let's start off a little bit with Saturday. Uh, it was a fantastic night. They coming off that incredible win in Winnipeg, and they had a chance to clinch on Saturday, and they made no mistake about it. They came in and they just dominated the Sabers in front of a raucous crowd. And made the third period what it should have been, a nice celebration to clinch on home ice. I think for the first time since, um, what, 1993, as some of the sports people say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't you know. When was the last time they clinched? It was 2000, what, 2000? I think probably 2002 was the last time they clinched at home. Right. Still still a long time. Still a long time. Really ago. Yeah. Long, yeah, exactly. Um, well, you know, the seven. Do people in, there, may, there must be something with the exchange rate up in Canada where their researchers can't get their, their talent, the right information. Yeah, and they even skipped over a year that, this, that the Maple Leafs played the Islanders, too, in the playoffs. So it's just, I, I know. I, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't get I almost, it. You know, everybody, everybody complains. You know, the, the whole family complains that we don't get enough recognition. But even when they t- t- say something positive about us, they screw it up. So you know what? Just keep your name, keep our name out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, it would have been nice, to, you know, it would have been great to see Leonard get a shutout that night, but, you know, it wasn't meant hey, to but, be. Uh, kudos to the Buffalo Sabres for completely rolling over. Yeah, and it's. Um, My uh, Lord. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of their players a little bit later. But, yeah, that, that team is just a, a disaster. And even on Twitter now, it's, it's ridiculous how people, mainly Sabre fans, just trash Robin Leonard. And, you know. Some, whenever, whenever it's, it's just, it's always some. It's never all. It's always no, some. No, and, and of course, tw- Twitter is a very small minority right. of the team's fan base. It's just they're the loudest. Right. Yeah, and it's you know you see, you see the dark side of uh, fandom, you know, mostly on Twitter. But um, yeah, we, what, you know, whatever. Just be look. They're from Buffalo. They're practically Canadians. I get the smugness. We move on. Yeah, and uh, you know, Robin Leonard was gracious and. Um, the post game, you know, he dropped a nice f bomb, which which was awesome. Yeah, that was fantastic. And we did the uh, we did the following uh, game in Toronto. We're getting uh, that little kid the stick who had suffered who has half a heart and had all those surgeries. That's just a that was a really really good story. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. It's a very likable team, regardless of what happens. We got at the end of the season, wherever however the playoffs play out, this is one of been one of the most enjoyable seasons that I have ever experienced as an Islanders fan. Yeah, and you know it's haven't been many, and it's it's not for me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, not not for me really either. Uh, It's 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 been it's been a nice ride. However, it ends. They're going to play more than eighty two games, and very few people thought that that was going to happen. Monday, they could have taken advantage playing against you know a struggling Leafs team. They came in and they kind of waited till like the last few minutes to actually get going. No, they were they were good in the first period. They were pretty good in the second. I I don't think I don't. Anderson was very good at times in that game. The the, the power play was terrible. Well, yeah, but of course. I, don't, I don't I don't think the effort was was bad. Yes, they cranked it up the last five minutes. Um, but I thought they played well enough to at least get a point in that game. I can't really crap on them for that. Um, the problem is the is the is the power play, and it, the power play cost them points throughout the season. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when they go to the playoffs because they don't call too many pl- penalties in the playoffs. So you really have to, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? You're probably right. Don't call any penalties against the other team. But when you do get an opportunity, you've got to cash in on that. And there's no confidence now that the Islanders can do that, even with the hot streak of Jordan Eberle right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the lack of movement. It's the lack of decisiveness. And believe me, look, you can get on Scott Gomez all you want. It's not being drawn up this way. Right. It's not. It's not. The, the, you know, the, refusing to shoot, passing, uh, shooting from bad angles, uh, the lack of movement, it's not. I guarantee you it's not being practiced that way. Should, you know, we'll, we'll discuss Scott Gomez's future in the offseason. And the, should he be here around next year? Probably. Oh, absolutely not. But, I mean, the Islanders power play has been bad for years. It's been bad, it's been bad but well before Scott Gomez. So, you know, you can blame, like, a hitting coach for a team not being able to hit, but at the end of the day, it falls on the players. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, pitching coaches as well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the easy scapegoat to, you know, to, yeah, to blame Yeah, you can't fire all coaches. the players, you fire the coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mentioned before. Oh, I'm not, look, I'm not making any excuses oh, for no. Scott Gomez, but there's only so much you can do. I, I know, for we all, but you both know for a fact he's not saying do that. Right, <laughs> yeah. Not saying just you know get one shot on a, in a two minute power play, you know, and it's just, all well and good to put Pollock on the faceoff dot, but if no one else is moving, you can't get him the puck. Yeah, yeah. Ovechkin gets open because everybody else is moving. Right. Everybody else is moving the puck, and they respect John Carlson, and they respect Nicholas Backstrom, etc. You know, TJ Oshie. They, they you have to respect those guys. Well, then that's a problem. even though you know the puck is going to Ovechkin, you still have to respect those other guys. Right. There's really no one who you would respect on the Islanders power play. No, because Barzell doesn't shoot the puck. Right. Um, you know, Bailey doesn't shoot the puck enough. Uh, Nelson is better on the rush. His his shot is kind of you know yeah. is less uh, effective when it's when it's a stagnant you know no one's moving. Right. Uh, Everly's been pretty good lately in the power play, and I mean Lee's got to do more on it as well. He had a couple of good chances, just missed it late in the game. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely something to be working on. But look, I mean the the, the Bruins want to stay like Cup with only scoring only one power play goal the entire. That yeah. entire cup run. So it is possible. Uh, it's just frustrating because not only does it do you not score in a power play, it, it kills momentum. Yeah, it, it really does. You can have a good power play, not score, and maintain momentum. But these are so bad, it kills momentum. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it, it kills the crowd too. And it's just, you know, it's, it's two minutes of just, you know, pretty much boredom. But you mentioned Jordan Everly, and it's really nice to see that he realized that this is a contract here. <laughs> I wish he did that in December. Yeah, I, I, I still don't bring him back, but I mean, we definitely need him to stay hot for the playoffs. And he's my Plan C or Plan D. We'll, we'll talk. We'll touch on it later in the show. I mean, uh, you know, I have. I, if I if I'm Lou, I have my targets in mind, and if that doesn't work, I then I circle back around to Everly. But it would not be a long term deal, and it would be, it would be a pay cut. I don't. I probably wouldn't pay more than four million for him. Yeah, and I, I doubt he, that he'll. Uh, He'll agree to that right now. So that's well, why you circle back to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, the, the the loss Monday didn't really hurt as much as it should have, thanks to Detroit just beating Pittsburgh last night. And with his Pittsburgh schedule, they've had a home and home. Now they have you know two games left against Detroit, and then close out against the Rangers. So we're all going to be Ranger fans that game. I'm just Need just three points in these two games. They they, they control their oh, own destiny. And they definitely need to win. They need to win. They just just beat Florida and then go from there. That 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 this game tomorrow night scares me. It it really does. Uh, it's just 
I, I don't I don't trust the Islanders right now to just go out there and just score four goals and just make this a well, they can't. You, 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 you can say that for the past two months. Yeah, and they... But they, they at least have to play the way they're supposed to play. And then, you know, because the, the Panthers are terrible, but the Panthers can score five goals like it's nobody's business. They're like last year's Islanders. Right. So, you know, you just go out there and you play the way you're supposed to play. They should be able to... Uh, they should be able to take care of business. And they will have... Uh, there's always a good there's always a good eye on their following when they're in South Florida. They they should have a large contingent there tomorrow. So you, they should be the get the louder of applause and, on on that occasion. Well, it's you know a few hundred Islander fans versus empty seats, so it's it's it's, it's pretty much going to be an you know an Islander home game. But it's and then they close out on Saturday, which potentially could be for the division. Although you still need. The Capitals lose a game, and then all the crazy tiebreakers ensue, especially for home ice. With you know, if you want to win the division with the Capitals, and then home ice over Pittsburgh. So there's still a ton of tiebreakers to worry about as well. Right. I mean, look. I mean, they're gonna probably be playing the Penguins unless yeah. a miracle happens. They're gonna be playing the Penguins. So it is what it is. It's gonna be. We're going to be the Islanders are going to be the underdog regardless of, of, of home, ice or, home ice or not. Agreed, and I think even if they uh, somehow win the division, you know, I, I they might not be favored against the Hurricanes or whoever they're playing. Right. Well, they're there. Well, at least now the Islanders are guaranteed not to finish in the second wild card, so they'll right. they'll avoid Tampa at least until. I mean, I don't know. You know the way. It, if Columbus gets in, they're going to be really dangerous. Just you know, I know they lost. They lost their last game, but if they get in, they're going to be really, really dangerous. Yeah, and you know, Columbus they're, they're tied with Montreal for points right now. Columbus has, right. has a tiebreaker, so it's going to be interesting. And Montreal's also scary too because they don't. The Islanders don't match up well with them. And then you right. have a goalie that can single handedly win series like Carey Price. So, um, look, I mean, I'll take my chances with Pittsburgh. Yes, you have Crosby and Malkin. Yes, they have all the Stanley Cup rings and all the awards and whatnot, um, but they have a shaky defense. Yeah, uh, Matt Murray is uh, is inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, he's a good goalie, but look, I mean, I you know, push comes to shove, I'll take my chances against Matt Murray. Uh, and also, you have a Penguins team that does not like to be touched at all, and the Islanders can make those guys' lives living hell. I can see Malkin running around like an idiot chasing Clutterbuck. So, I mean, I I definitely think the Islanders' heaviness. And the way they want to play can be effective against the Penguins. It's not effective against the Hurricanes. It's not effective because the Hurricanes just are so fast. Right. It's not effective against the Blue Jackets because they're heavier than the Islanders with yeah. more skill. And it's not effective against the Canadians because they're they're one of the dirtiest teams in the world. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so the, the the place the most where it might actually the heaviness of the, the style the structure the Islanders want to play in. The most effect they could have against a possible opponent is probably Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. They're very familiar with them. Uh, that fourth line is is going to bring the sandpaper, and because really, it's not going to come from any place else. The top nine, so they need that line to be disruptive. And a little bit of good news today: uh, Val Pippola practiced, so he could potentially be ready for Game One, which would be a welcome sign for the Islanders. Uh, Tanner Fritz now is out for almost two months. Now he has a, had a blood clot, blood clot, so he had surgery in the hand, and and that and that was a blow too because he was playing well. But if Fipola can come back, it obviously lessens the blow of Fritz being out. And 
I, I don't want to, you know, make Fritz to be like, you know, the X factor in the Islanders, but he, you know, he, he would have helped a little bit if uh, Fitbull was out. Yeah. Although I do think the third line has been better the last week or so. I do think Kamarov, Kunako and Pavili have been pretty good together. And I, I think if you want like an X factor, like going into the playoffs, I think it's Pavilier. I think he can have like a big playoffs and I, I think he, he can be disruptive and I think, Penalty kill. I, I think because he, he has that frustrating factor where he, he goes missing for a little bit. But I think I think the time is right now for him to uh, to proceed here. Yeah, I you know he's just so streaky right now at this point at this point in his career, and he can't he doesn't necessarily play consistent, but he has been very noticeable lately, uh, even when he hasn't been scoring, and that's that's always a good sign. Uh, and I actually, like I said, I've liked the game that Kunako, Kamarov, and Pavilia have kind of just caused a little havoc when they've been on the ice, and they've had the puck in the, in the other team's end for most of their shifts. And that, that's a welcome surprise. That's a welcome uh, addition because for a while you're getting nothing from that third line. So they don't like the bottom six doesn't score. The bottom six has to generate possession and wear the other team down. Yeah, and um, hopefully not getting stupid penalties by Uncle Leo. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 would that would help too. It's, it's, you have to stay on the box. Yeah. But regardless of who they're playing in the playoffs, you have to stay on the box. Right. Right. No stupid penalties. There's going to be penalties. Things are going to happen. You're going to get tired. You're going to clutch. You're going to grab. You're going to get beat. You know, it's just D zone penalties. You're going to get those. You might shoot a puck over the glass. No stupid penalties in the neutral zone. No stupid penalties in the offensive zone. Right. And now you know with the, with the frozen four you know, underway and, you know, teams getting eliminated, uh, the college free agents now, it's, it, it's been a big, uh, a big few weeks. Giannis made a couple moves. They had signed Grant Hutton. We talked about that, Bobo Carpenter. Yep. And then yesterday was, or maybe Monday was a, uh, was a big one for the Islanders. They got a Hobie Baker finalist, uh, Mason Jopes, right? Did I pronounce yeah, that? He's a real, yeah. He's a really good player. He's a little bit older. He went to four years of junior and then four years of college. Um, but more than a point a game at Ohio state, uh, he's a really good skater. He has a lot of skill. And look, look these college players, they really, there's no there's no risk. You, you give them an entry-level contract, you put them in Bridgeport, they work out great. If not, it is what it is. Uh, at worst, they're going to get you know, add a lot of depth to your organization. So there's absolutely no uh, there's no risk in signing these players. And they got a good one yesterday. Um, and now there's news today, Bob McKenzie's reporting that Hobie Baker finalist, and he'll probably finish in the top four maybe top three, Chase Prisky of Quinnipiac University, uh, is not going to sign with the Capitals. He's going to use the loophole. Uh, now, he can't be signed till August, right. but he is definitely, from what I was told uh, through my connection to Quinnipiac, that 23 teams have uh, have shown interest in him already. Yeah, and, you know, his uh, his former teammate, Devontae's, That's could, right. could do a little recruiting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's definitely, there could be a connection there. They did play together. Uh, uh, Chase's uh, freshman year, so uh, he's out of the same organization in South Florida that you know Shane Gothenspears from. Right. So uh, it could be this should be interesting to see what you know. And of course, there's are there also are still in the Frozen Four. There are still plenty of uh, good players that will be signing after these teams get eliminated. Right. I, it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of like a, not like a trade deadline, but almost like a uh, a cool free free agency period, like right you know at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and 
one like common theme with the signing yesterday and then Grant Hutton from last week, besides, you know, players from Ohio, is that they were both captains of their team. So it's like the Islanders right. are, are you know searching for a particular player when, when they, and these college free agents. I mean, the guy has a Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dan. Um, one of the most coveted, I guess, unrestricted free agents where. Maybe no one thought that he would hit the market because he had such a great year, and at the deadline it was like pretty much that he was going to resign with the Buffalo Sabers is Jeff Skinner, and I don't know what happened. I don't know. It's just because the team just flamed out, and I don't know. I don't know what what it is. Maybe they just didn't ask him if he was going to sign. Maybe oh, I, I, I don't know. I understand. Come on. Yeah. Maybe. All I know that the Sabers screwed this up royally. Like you have to know. Going into the trade deadline, you have to know, Jeff, are you signing or are you not signing? And maybe he's not, you know, look, we went through this. We read this book. Right. And the Sabres really screwed up and lost, lost us. So they could have got an asset for him. So uh, now he's going to test the free agent market and he's going to get paid. I don't think he's going to get the $10 million a year that he wants, but definitely around, I would say, seven and a half to eight and a half he should get. Yeah. And it's, you know what? That's somebody who I think the Islanders should be in on big time. Maybe a possibly. Plan B, if you if you're not going to get Duchesne or Panarin, but he, he he fills a need. I know I'm a little bit higher on him than you are, but you know you don't get. Oh, I don't dislike him. I, I think he's a very good player, like but when he's not, no, when he's not scoring goals, he's not doing anything else. Well, I mean, I, I would think that he would be a little more productive in his own ends, not as a puck with Barry Trotz coaching him rather than Phil Housley. Uh, I mean, you look what. 
Brock Nelson's done this year. I mean, when Nelson wasn't scoring in the past, he wasn't doing anything. And this year he's sure. become a productive, productive player. I think the same thing can be said for Skinner. You can even look at Ovechkin, what, what Trotz did to Ovechkin. Sure. You know, no, I, no, I get it. I get it. He's just not my. He's not my first tier of free agents. My, I, I agree with you. It's gotta be the. It's gotta be Duchesne. It's gotta be. Um, it's gotta be Panarin. Uh, quite honestly, after watching this team get killed the face off out of most nights, Duchesne is really critical. Yes. I don't know if he's gonna test the market or not, but if he does, he's gotta be a target. And I don't care how old he is. If Pavelski tests the market. They got. They have to. They have to inquire about him too, because they really need to upgrade the center position. They need a real top six center, uh, first or second line center, and so that's really. So if you can't get one of those guys, you got to trade for one. Um, uh, but they really need to upgrade that position. They need a guy who can win faceoffs. And Pavelski and Duchesne are guys that can. And obviously, you want to. You want to go after Panarin too. Now, once you get past that top tier, absolutely, Skinner is a guy I would inquire about. Yes, I just don't. Uh, I guess, yeah, he's a, he's a second tier, so obviously I have some reservations about him, but I'd have no problem with the Alex Brockman. The problem, I mean, the problem is, like you say, he, you know, you would, you would, you would pay him $7 million a year, and that's probably what I would pay him. Who knows? He could even get nine from a certain team he, that could blow him yeah, away. Yeah, because you might have, you might have a team, though, that has a lot of cap room, is in desperate need of scoring, uh, like Arizona. I could see him going out there. Because they have tons of cap room and they really need some goal scoring, so they can overpay him. They can give him ten, and it's really not a big deal. Yeah. Well, also you have to figure like, what are the owners going to do with their own unrestricted free agents? I mean, you heard the reports about Anders Lee that it's it's now it's the term. I think that's the the sticking point. I mean, I, I think it'll, it'll get done. There's no way that they're losing two captains in two years. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. Uh, I think Laner. Get resigned. I'm not sure about Everly Nelson. I, Everly, I don't think will be back. I don't think I, he's on my he's on my third tier of free agents. I circle back to him if I can't get anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. And then with Brock Nelson, just because his team is so like scarce at center and there is no reinforcements coming, I mean Otto Koivula is the best prospect, and he's not even a natural center, and he's right. he, he struggled lately, and he even got scratched over the weekend. So there's uh, there's a, probably a need for Nelson to be resigned, not for the second line. I'd have him on the third line. Even yeah, if he, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Perfectly fine with, with Nelson being the third line center. Right. I'm open, and I think that would be great. I actually think that that would really help the team. If he's your third line center and you have Barzell and someone else, you know, I think you have you know, Zeke as your fourth line center. I think you have a great group of centers. Right. What they also could do. If they want to go all in, say on Duchesne and Panarin, or Duchesne or Skinner, is resign Fibula for a year and have him do the third line. It'd be a lot. Yeah, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Nelson. I, I would too, but you sign Nelson. He's the way the way his season is played out. It's going to be over five million dollars to get Nelson signed. That's 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 okay. I mean, four four or five years at five million. That's that's fine. I'm I'm it's not. Really yeah, but I'm, nothing I'm, wrong with that. No, which is fine. I'm, I'm just trying to think about getting both Duchesne and Panarin, getting both oh, those wow, guys. Oh, you're, really, you're, 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 you're in a very narrow pipe dream, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, they do have the cap space, though. They do, but I mean, come on, that's not the cap. Hey, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, losing. Well, what you could, well, what you could do is, which we had said, is you try and get Panarin, um, 
if you or or Duchesne, if you can't, if you need to look, basically what I'm saying, try to get in English, take two. Right. Um, if you uh, if you need to upgrade your center, then maybe you try and trade Letty for a center. Yeah, because Letty is definitely movable. He is right. he is definitely getting pushed out of this team. So, um, you could you could try and move Letty for a center. I know. Look, Edmonton needs defensemen. They need a lot. They have three good players. And maybe Ryan Nugent Hopkins could be available. Obviously, the price would be steep. It would probably be Letty plus. But he's a guy who would really help this organization exponentially. Yeah, he, he would He would be the guy that uh, I, I would go after in a trade, absolutely. And he's making, I think, what, six for another Yeah, no, his contract years. is very good. So, yeah, his contract. Yeah, it's a, it's a friendly contract. Yeah, so, I mean, if you, if you can get that done, you can move up Aho. You know, bring him up and even look for like kind of like a second line defenseman. But you know, the defensemen aren't what they need right now. They need scoring and they need a lot of it. Uh, so we'll have to, we'll have to see what, about that. Uh, if the Islanders do secure home ice, the schedule at the Coliseum is going to be a little interesting for them. Uh, of course it is. You know, uh, well, of they, course. Got, uh, they got Paw Patrol on ice. What's going on? They, <laughs> oh my God, Paw Patrol. Um, they have what's uh, show. It's on Nickelodeon also. I think called PJ Max. And lo- oh, yeah, luckily both my kids were old enough that they didn't, they didn't watch it. But they're well, both- you might be watching that in a few years. Oh my God! Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to get names now. As you know, my my wife Jody's expecting in August, and third kid. <laughs> so we're trying to go name you know get names here, and one of the ones we came up with or. Zach did and Jody was Austin, which yeah okay, okay. Yeah, it's fine. And then what do you think the middle name was that they wanted? Uh, Austin. Uh, I don't know. Austin Matthew. No. <laughs> I no. That's, what's wrong with your kid? Well, you know, well jo- Jody was one who liked it. She really likes Matthew as a, as, okay. as a middle name, and she she doesn't know hockey from you know. No, I get, I get that. So, I love Austin Matthews, but maybe by that time he won't be on the Leafs anymore. It's like, who knows? Yeah, true. Um, you know, you're dropping the S, so it's Austin Matthew. You're not, you're not going to spell it like O-N, you can spell it I-N, but whatever. We're, we're, I'm still worrying. My first choice... How about, how about Bossy Fogelman? Bossy Fogelman. Bossy Fogelman. How, how, about, so, how about Soderstrom Fogelman? And speaking of which, whatever happened to Linus Soderstrom? I know he was supposed to be rehabbing his injury, but I didn't realize that was going to be a year-long process. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he signed his entry level, so he was supposed to be pretty much the starter, or, you know, at least, you know, 1B in Bridgeport, and he had an injury prior to the season, and he's been gone, so I don't know right. if he made an appearance at all. He's kind of, like, off off the map. Uh, whatever, I mean, if he's it's, he pretty much burned a whole year right. <laughs> on, on his, on right. his uh, entry level, so we'll We'll see what happens next year, but uh, yeah, back to PJ Max for a sec. They're they're at the Coliseum for pretty much the whole weekend next week. Oh, great! So it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe. Uh, the playoffs start on Wednesday. What they could do is immediately do games one and two back to back on Ugh. Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, that's uh, well, we know the Islanders are good in the second half of back to back. Yeah, so. I mean, that's really the only. Thing they can really think of. I mean, I don't know if they start on Thursday and then take two days off. 
somehow cancel one of the PJ Maxx shows, you'll have a lot of streaming, you know, three or four years. No, they're not going to cancel events. They're not, not going to do that. So that, that's no, probably they're not going to do that. You're probably going to have uh, back-to-backs to start off the playoffs. That's not good. Uh, just, you know, these, these venues, they all, you know, I, I'm sure that there was there no expectation for the Islanders to be playing playoff games this year. Well, I mean, that I know, and I know these is, venues have to book dates, but right. I mean, there's got to be some kind of flexibility. Yeah, well, especially I mean, you know, no one thought the Marlins would make the playoffs, but no one thought they'd play playoff games at the Coliseum this year. So yeah, I know there's a lot of moving parts here. Right, so you really can't fault you know the Coliseum for doing that, but you know, t- tickets went on sale on Monday for the playoffs. I know they went on sale I think, prior to that for season ticket holders and like partial plan holders. So Right. I um, I'm an I guess what's considered an insider. I don't know how that happened, but I was able to get tickets. Yeah, I got that too. I yeah, got the, I got the. Yeah, somehow we were considered insiders. Although the Islanders have never provided one one guest or any ounce of information since we've been doing this podcast for us. So. Yeah. Yeah, we are inside. You know, next time we uh, reach out to the Islanders for something, we're like, well, hey, you guys said we're insiders, so you should be help us out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll forward that email to them when I when I yes, do it. Yes, yes, forward that email to uh, to the uh, communications department. Yeah, but it, it it was so weird because I got an email. Tickets were supposed to go, I guess, on sale. This is how screwed up the whole situation was. Tickets were supposed to go on sale, I think, at noon on Monday for the quote-unquote insiders. And the email says that we'll be notified when they go on sale. But tickets right. go on sale that Monday at noon. Get an email. I forgot what time it was. Maybe 2 o'clock. And who uses emails for, for, for information being dropped? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I was smart enough to go on beforehand, and yeah. the tickets were scarce already. So for for all three games, but they didn't. I don't know if Game Seven was available for everybody because that wasn't listed. I don't know if they just don't have the confidence that they're gonna have home ice that they. Didn't well, I don't list. think you can sell a ticket for a game that you don't know exists yet. Well, you have the third home game. And you but you know they, they're going. You know they can play three home games. You don't know if they can play four home games. Well, but they, they've always like in any sport they always sell the four, and you, and you could always you always get a refund if you if they don't play. Well, the game, game four could be game one of the second round. Well, I I think they separate it like because I think with years passing with the Yankees, if the Yankees okay. would um. You know, sell the four I don't home know. Games. I'm not used to this team making the playoffs lately, so I don't know how the playoffs things work. Yeah, it's it's going to be so funny because if they somehow advance to the second round, it's going to be a lot easier getting tickets at Barclays for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, probably. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I went on against Florida. I forget which game it was. It was game four. Right. Um, uh, we got I got slightly obstructed view seats, and I got them for like a really good price. And you can only and the only thing is you could not see one part of the of the corner. You right. could see both goals perfectly fine. It was in like that corner where like the tables are and stuff, and the seats were a great price, but they were, uh, you know, people didn't want them because it said obstructed view on the seats. But if you actually sat in the seats, like okay, there's only one part of the corner, like one of the far boards was obstructed. That was it. It was like okay, great, thanks. Right, and I also found it weird when I was looking for tickets that they said that some of the seats had limited view seating. Right at the Coliseum. Oh, there's 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 limited view seats in the Coliseum. I've sat in them. No, but I mean, but, but but since they redesigned it, I I I haven't been there yet this year since they redesigned it, so I don't know if there actually are limited view seats because I, I thought they eliminated most of the three hundreds. That's true. So yeah, I, I haven't I, said, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been up there since the remodel. So yeah, but I'll, I'll be there for either game, I guess game five or game six now. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. 
But all right, so last question, Dan. You think they open up playoffs at home or away? Uh, I think if they get two points in Florida, I think they'll have home ice. All right. All right. Does so, that answer the question? <laughs> uh, yeah. It answered it perfectly. All right, so, um, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next week for a playoff preview, and we'll try to do a post-game after each uh, playoff game. We'll, we'll see how that works. If, if both of us can't do it, maybe we'll just uh, do a one-off, me or, me or you, and uh, we'll talk to uh, Dan Saracini and Mike Leboff and see if they can do one as well. That sounds great.